Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Lord Silver, let's go, big fellow. Are you Silver? Dan Reed, the Lone Ranger's nephew, had been visiting friends and was en route by horseback to join the masked rider and his Indian companion Tonto when he stopped at a little railroad junction to wire ahead when he expected to arrive. He was just starting to write the telegram when he felt a hand fall on his shoulder and he turned to recognize an old friend. Uh, Mr. Stevens. <laughs> did I surprise you, Dan? Oh, you sure did, Mr. Stevens. I didn't see you when I rode out. Well, I was helping my punchers get the herd and their horses aboard that cattle train that's just pulling out in the main line. Oh, was that your herd? Sure was, Dan. As fine a herd as I ever shipped to market. And I got top price for every one of them, too. Oh, that's fine. I bet you feel mighty good. You don't know how good I feel, Dan. <laughs> the money I got for him will pay off my mortgage, every cent of it. Did you say your cowpokes went along with the herd on the cattle train? Yes, a whole bunch of them, Dan. You see, my boys work mighty hard. 
I figured they had some fun coming to them. When we delivered the critters and I collected the cash, I paid them off and told them to go up to Denver and have a little fun for three or four days. I'd say you're a pretty good boss to work for, Mr. Stevens. Yeah, my boys think so, and I want them to keep on thinking it. <laughs> what are you doing here at the junction? I've been visiting friends a few miles west of here. I stopped to send word to Tano that I'd arrive in Sycamore Bend tomorrow morning. Have you sent it already? Well, no, sir. I just started writing it out. Well, how about going along with me instead? Well, aren't you horseback? Well, I've got my horse along, but we're riding a stockman's car on the freight local to Sycamore Bend. Plenty of room for you and your horse. How about it? Great. We'll get into Sycamore Bend before supper time today. That's right. You tell Tato to meet you there about 6 o'clock. That's when the freight's due in Sycamore Bend. All right, I'll send it right away. Yeah, all right, then we'll go get our horses and put them aboard. I won't take but a minute, Mr. Stevens. Meanwhile, two roughly dressed men, their faces covered with grime and two days' growth of beard, sat concealed behind the railroad company's stock corral and lamented their unexpected plight. Well, Gus, we're sure in a fix now. Yeah. Getting put off that train at a tank junction in the middle of nowhere. Well, how'd we know they'd stop the train and take on a load of cattle? If we'd had any sense, we'd have known the railroad wouldn't be moving a train of empty cattle cars very far. <laughs> we figured on being in Denver by morning. Yeah, no. But our luck's not all bad at that, Curly. I don't know how it could be much worse. Well, the train crew didn't recognize us and they didn't search us. We still got our guns. That found them would be aboard the train as prisoners. Yeah, I guess you're right about that, all right. Wonder where that dinky local goes to. What, the one on the track yonder? Yeah. Uh, it runs to Sycamore Bend and points east to here a few miles. Why? Well, just thinking about boarding it. Can't stay here at the junction. The agent would see us and be laying for us if we tried to jump a train coming through on the main line. Now, hold on, Curly. We don't want to run into somebody hunting sheriff in the back country. We gotta get to Denver where we can hide out for a while. Hey, Gus. Huh? See that big fella and the kid coming out of the station? Yeah, what about him? Just before the train crew kicked us off, I saw that man with a cattle buyer. Who, what of it? Well, I saw the cattle buyer count out a lot of money, hand it to that fella yonder. Put it in a rawhide sack and stuffed it in his pocket. Hey, you're not thinking of trying to hold him up and take it, are you, Curly? Yeah, it'd be dangerous to rob him here. Yeah. Ah, he and the boy are putting their horses into the car at the end of that local freight. Gee, if you and I get aboard without being seen, we might be able to get that money. But after we get it, how are we going to make a getaway? You just leave that to me. Come on. But be careful. Don't let them or the train crew see us. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were camped a few miles outside the town of Sycamore Bend, waiting for Dan Reed to return. Tonto, you better saddle Scout and ride into town. Dan said he'd send a telegram sometime today, letting us know when he'd return. Mm, that's right. Here's Scout. Oh, easy, fella. Be glad to see Dan come back. Been gone plenty long now. I don't expect him before tomorrow unless he's changed his plan. Me get supplies while in Sycamore Bend. Very well. We'll need them when we break camp and start south. Easy, Scout. Easy, fella. Me come back soon. A telegram from Dan is there. Adios. Adios, Kimasabi. Get him up, Scout.
The local freight train from Buffalo Junction had traveled half the distance to Sycamore Bend, and yet Curly Tatum and Gus Dexter were still sandwiched in between the last two cars. The cramped position was becoming more and more annoying to Gus. Hey, how much longer do we have to stay cramped up between these two cars, Curly? Oh, stop your grumbling, Gus. That brakeman's been on the catwalk since we left Buffalo Junction. We don't dare show ourselves until he gets out of sight. I hope it's soon. Hey, he's getting ready to climb in the cab of the engine now. Well, let's see. Yeah, there he goes. All right, Curly, let's go to work. Now, not so fast, Gus. I don't want to make any mistakes now. Yeah, but now's our chance to get inside and grab the money. You get it, but listen to me. Yeah. Look down there at the couplings. There's no air brakes on the last car. Yeah, I noticed it's an old-fashioned chain brake. Right. Now, Gus, you stay here and let me go inside the last car. Any time to get that pair covered with a gun, and you lift the coupling chain. Yeah, that'll separate the last car from the train. Sure it will. The train crew won't miss it. When you've cut it loose, get up there and wind up the chain brake. That'll stop the car. All right, Curly. When you've stopped her dead, come on inside. I'll need you by then. Right. Someone walking on the roof of this car. Oh, that's just a break. He walks along the catwalk to check couplings and so forth. Maybe he's coming back to the car for a chat with us. Oh, I see. Yeah, there he is now. Come in, Brakeman. We heard you walking on the roof. Have a chair, sir. Right now, I'm not sitting down. Got a little work to do. Get him up, both of you. Hey, oh, God. Who are you? Get him up, I said. Yeah, now keep him up. This is a robbery. You're crazy to try to rob us. You'll never get away with it. <laughs> you let me worry about that, mister. Hey, what's that noise? My friend's putting the brakes on this car, son. Your friend? Yeah. Just cut the car loose from the train. All right, Gus, come on in. Well, it all worked out pretty slick, actually. You bet it did. Now, relieve that big fella, that sack of money he's got in his jeans. Uh, easy now, mister. Uh, take what I've got, but leave the boy alone. We're not interested in the boy. It's what you've got that we're after. Well, I've got it, Curly. Hey, you should feel the heft of this sack. There's plenty in it. All right, Gus. Cut the chatter and get this pair tied up. Yank the rope off of one of them saddles. Yeah. Uh, steady there, you could while I get this rope off the saddle. Yeah, I've got it. As Curly Tatum and Gus Dexter proceeded to bind rancher Dave Stevens and Dan with the rope, Dan didn't hesitate to express his opinion of them and what they were doing. You're a couple of dirty crooks. You're too lazy and low down to work for a living. Shut up. I've got a friend who'll run you down, so don't think you'll get away. I said shut up. No matter where you go, my friend will find you and turn you over to the law. Look, I warned you. You should be shot for hitting that boy like that. He's not hurt. But if he starts popping off again, he'll get hurt. You knocked him cold, that's what you did. You'll pay for this. Hey, mister, do you want the same treatment, only a little worse? Yeah, we've got them tied up now, Curly. Let's get the horses out. All right. You take the bay horse, I'll take the white one. Uh, what'll I do with the money? Here, let me have it. I'll put it in a saddlebag. Empty the junk out first, eh? Right. Well, we put the money in, and let's get the critters outside. Come on. Come on. <laughs> In the absence of a command from Dan, who lay unconscious on the floor, the horse victor offered no resistance when led from the caboose by Curly Tatum. It was all of 30 minutes later that Victor suddenly stopped in his tracks and whinnied. Hey, 
What's the matter with you? What's making him act up like that, Curly? I don't know. He's starting to balk. Get up there. Oh. I'll get him moving. Just let me take a whack at him with my boot. Get up there. Hey, cut it out. Hang on to him, Curly. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, through you. Come back here, you critter. Help me. Help me, God. Uh, just a minute. Oh. Hey, you hurt bad? I don't know. Lift me up. Uh, no, you hurt? No. no. I don't think so. Uh, good. Just knock the wind out of me. Look at that horse run. Yeah. Hey, Curly. What? We've got to catch that horse. The money's in the saddlebag. Uh, gone it. I forgot all about that. Get on your horse and go after him, Gus. Yeah, I'll try. But he's got a good start on Well, me. if you can't catch him, shoot him. He's carrying our money. Get it Word from Dan Toto? Uh, here. Your telegram. Oh, thanks. This is strange. Says for us to meet the freight train that arrives in Sycamore Bend at six tonight. Well, him get to Sycamore Bend tonight instead of riding on Victor tomorrow. We better go meet train pronto. Yes, it's almost six o'clock now. Now, look, Toto. See that riderless horse approaching? It's Victor. That's right. It's Dan's horse. Stop. Hold, Victor. Hold there. Hold, hold, hold. I've got him. Hold on. Steady there, Victor. Oh. Oh, him find us, Kimasabi. Him not know we camp here. About ten minutes ago, Silver saw you and Scout coming over the ridge trail. When he... Victor must have heard Silver and came to find him. That's right. But Kimasabi, Dan say him come on train. Me not savvy that... Neither do I, Tonto. Look here. Victor's been brushed by a bullet and Dan's lariat's gone. Oh. Now, what we do now? Go back to town and take Victor with you. The train will have arrived by the time you get there. Steady, Silver. And where you go? I'm going to follow Victor's back trail. Easy, Victor. Come, Victor. Come. Dan hasn't arrived on the train. Go to the sheriff at once and tell him what's happened. Then wait for me. Me do it. Come, Victor. Get on, scout. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story. When Toto started for Sycamore Bend, he had gone but a short distance when from behind a boulder a loop of rope suddenly coiled out to drop over his shoulders. 
Watching when you and that Al Hoot grabbed that horse you're leading. That's not your horse. Horse belonged to friend. You're a liar. You and the outlaw never laid eyes on it before. <clears throat> By rights, I should put a bullet through you. Now I would if I wasn't afraid your partner would hear the shot. He might come back looking for you. Ah. And what you do now? I'm aiming the rope you to your saddle so you don't get off. Then I'm putting a blindfold on your horse. You won't know where he's hidden, no matter what you try to do. Huh? No, easy there. No tricks. And I'm taking my horse you tried to steal. Meanwhile, the freight train was nearing Sycamore Bend. The brakeman, who had been in the engine cab with the fireman and engineer, climbed back to the top of the coal bunker and started for the catwalk on top of the line of cars. Suddenly, he halted in his tracks. Bill! Bill! Here, what's the matter, Pete? Stop the train! Stop the train! Here, what the thunder's wrong? The last car with that rancher and kid is missing. Missing? Are you crazy, Pete? Take a look for yourself. It's not hooked to the train. Hey, Charlie, Pete, it is gone. We dropped it off somewhere back yonder. Stop and back up, Bill. we got to get it. Right. Passenger train will be coming through in less than an hour. If we don't get that car and get on the siding before the passenger train comes along, there's going to be the worst wreck this road ever had. The Lone Ranger had no difficulty following the clear hoof prints left by Dan's horse, Victor. And when he came to the tracks that had been left by the horse Gus Dexter was riding, he was puzzled and he dismounted to examine them. Suddenly, he heard running footsteps and looked up to see a man running toward him. Easy, Silver. Easy. Hey, mister! Yes, what's the matter? Did you see him, Huck? Hey, your mask. Don't let it bother you. I'll not hurt you. Yeah, but what's the idea? That's my business. You seem excited about something. I just lost my horse. So? Yeah, a white horse. He broke away and ran off. My partner went after him, but I'm afraid he didn't catch him. Did you see the horse or my partner? Is that your partner and the horse coming up the trail now? No. Nah. Yeah, yeah, it is. He caught him all right. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you'd help me hunt for him. There's no need of that now. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, you can get mounted and move on now. Oh, I'm in no hurry. <laughs> I was just going to ask this owl who to help me go look for you, Gus. And then we saw you coming. Sure glad you got my horse. Yeah, I got him. And as for you, Al Hoot, I'm giving you the count of three to get on that stallion and start riding. And if I don't? What happens? You'll find out when I'm through cutting. Hey, Gus, what's this all about? Do you know this hombre? I know his Indian friend. The two of them stole your horse. I took care of the engine. Now I'm starting to count. One, two, three. No, you don't. Oh, oh, my head. Next time, you better draw your gun before you start giving orders. Get your hands up, both of you. Now, just a minute. Maybe we can fix this up, mister. Get him up, I said. Yeah, but, mister, my hand... He's not hurt badly. Hey, who's that riding in? It's my Indian friend. He's not as easy to get rid of as your no. friend thought. But he's roped to the saddle and his horse is blindfolded. Hey, Gus, what in thunder is this all about? Why'd you get the masked critter and the engine riled up? Oh, shut up, Curly. Maybe we can make a deal with this pair. Mosca, Hoffala, Hoffala. I was about to start looking for you, Toto. This man said he'd taken care of you. I thought he might have wounded you. Oh, him big fool. Blindfold uh, horse, but not blindfold Tonto. Uh, me follow tracks. You. Uh, me? Yes, you. 
Untie that Indian. Be quick about it. Sure, sure. Just point that gun the other way, will you? I'll handle the gun. When you get through, you and your friend have some questions to answer. When Toto was freed from his bonds, the Lone Ranger demanded to know where the two men had gotten Dan's horse. But despite threats, Gus and Curly declared they had bought him two days before from a boy of Dan's description. The Lone Ranger knew that Dan would never sell his horse. He knew the prisoners were lying. We're telling the truth. The kid said he needed money and we bought him. Oh, him lie. We can soon learn the truth, Toto. Dan should have arrived in Sycamore Bend by now. So take these men into town with us and let Dan confront them. Yeah, I'd like to see you ride into town with that mask. You know what had happened to an owl hoot? You'll be locked up, mister. You just better let well enough alone and get on your way. That's my horse. And if you don't want to get hung for horse stealing, you better turn him over to me. Get mounted and shut up. Uh, look, he's a mean critter. He threw me once. I'll see that he doesn't throw you again. Easy, victory, easy, boy. Oh, oh, now. Oh. That oh. should prove I know the horse. Now, both of you right ahead of us. The first one who tries any tricks will get hurt. Keep your eyes on them, Toto. Uh, me watch them. Me cover them with rifle. All right, let's go. Easy, me, Philip. All right, get going. Get it. At six o'clock, when the freight train had not arrived at Sycamore Bend, the station agent tried to contact Buffalo Junction. Howdy, Joe. Uh, don't bother me right now, Sam. I just wanted to find out if the passenger train would be on time. Well, I don't know. Well, can't you find out? I'd like to go down to the feed store and transact some business. But I can't take any chance of being late. Mariah's on the train, and she hates and despises not being met. Well, I'm trying to raise the junction now. Something wrong? Maybe. I don't know. The freight train's overdue. I'm just hoping it hasn't been wrecked somewhere along the line. There's the junction now. What are you telling them? About the freight, of course. I figure it's the safest thing to hold up the passenger train at the junction till we make sure the line's clear. What if it's already left? Then there might be a wreck. You mean the passenger train would plow right into the freight if there was a... Quiet. Here comes the answer. What'd you say? Wait. Well? It's bad. Passenger train's already left. It's traveling fast, trying to make up time. Well, there's nothing we can do, Sam. Just hope the freight gets here in time to make the siding. Well, I'm going to sign off and go out and watch. Word soon spread through the little town of Sycamore Bend that something had happened to the freight train and that unless it arrived soon, the express might be wrecked. A crowd gathered at the station. My wife's aboard that passenger train. If anything happens to her, I don't know... Everybody calm down. Passenger train's not due in here for ten minutes yet. I know, but that freight's nearly an hour late. If it's not here and on the siding... Hey, look. You see the train coming? Not the train, but look. There come four men, and one of them's mad. Yeah, the one's an Indian, and he's got a rifle trained on the two in front. Right up here, you two, in this mouth. I don't see Dan in this crowd, do you? No, I not see him. I want the law. Where's the law in this town? Right here, I'm the law in this town. What's going on here? Arrest this old hoot, that Indian. Are you the sheriff? No, I'm the town marshal. The sheriff's going fishing. Well, the rest of marshal, they're crooks. He's lying, marshal. I don't know what this is all about, but I aim to find out mighty quick. First, what's the idea of riding in here wearing a mask? I'll explain that later. 
Right now, I want to know if a boy named Dan Reed got off the 6 o'clock train. The 6 o'clock freight train's not here yet. It's an hour overdue right now. Not here? But there's a passenger train due soon. Yes, we know that, mister. Now, get that mask off your face and start talking sense. Forget the mask. These two men stole that horse. And the boy I mentioned can prove it when he gets here. He's a liar, Marshal. He's a robber. He and the Indian held up my partner and me expecting to get our poker money. And because they didn't get it, they're trying to hoodwink you by having us locked up. Just who are you and why would they be wanting to rob you? Cattle buyers. We're on our way here to Sycamore Bend to buy stuff. That's right. That masked man and the Indian knew it and held us up. Only they couldn't find our money. Made them mad. You're lying, Marshal. That horse he's riding belongs to a friend of mine. Yeah? Then tell the marshal what's in the saddlebag that horse is toting. Saddlebag? Yeah. Well, trail rations, a fishing tackle, medicine kit, a couple of books. Hey, marshal, if you'll take a look, you'll find a poop full of money, gold money. Just uh, how much is there before I look? A little more than $10,000. It's the money we were going to buy stock with. That's right. Now, take a look. All right, I'll see who's telling the truth. Steady there now, easy boy. Find it, Marshal? Yep. Here's the sack, all right. And it's chucked full of gold money, too. Well, hey, money. I've judged $10,000 or more. $10,000. I guess you know who's telling the truth. Uh, just a couple of owl hoots. You ought to be strung up. Oh, wait, hold on, you men. I'm the law in this town. There'll be no necktie parties. Cover them, men. Don't make a move, mash man. We've got you covered, mister. Make one move, it'll be too bad for you. What we do, can you somebody? Wait, Tonto. Hey, hey, it's the freight. Here it comes. Open the trading, somebody. It's already open. Oh, Come on. Wait, you men. Come back and help me take these two owl hoots to jail. We've got to unmask this printer. We'll help you, Marshal. Won't we, Gus? Uh, sure, we'll be glad to. Let's get a moving. No sense wasting time. Now, the crowd might lynch him. No, you don't. What? You're not taking us anywhere until that train stops. Hey, put up that gun. Uh, shoot him, Marshal. Don't try it. Here comes a train in on the siding now. There, Dan. Him in camp with engineer. Hey, Curly, it's him. It's a kid. Yeah, we gotta get out of here, Gus. What are you two talking about? They know they're trapped, Marshal. Boy in the engine cab is the owner of the horse they stole. I think we'll prove that in just a minute. Oh, no, you won't. Keep these men here, Marshal. We'll get the true story in a moment. You two don't move. Stay right here. I'll act on the masked man's suggestion. Dan Reed leaped down when the train stopped. He confirmed the Lone Ranger's story about Victor, then introduced Dave Stevens, who proved his identity and his claim to the money. Both Dave and Dan identified Gus and Curly as crooks. When the train crew backed up the freight, the brakeman investigated and found us. He released us. And we started highballing into town. Oh, I never expected to see my money again. Well, Mr. Stevens, now that you and Dan have explained everything to the marshal... I guess there's nothing more Tonto and I can do. You've done a plenty, my you friend. Sure have, I'm mighty sorry, masked man, that I suspected you instead of these two crooks here. It's understandable, Marshal. Come, Tonto, Dan. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Adios, Mr. Stevens. Adios, Dan. Drop in, see me sometime. Come on, Victor. Uh, Dave, it seems to me you know the masked man and his friends mighty well. Yes, they're my friends. I know Dan and Tonto mighty well. But, Marshal, nobody ever knows the Masked Man too well. You see, he's the Lone Ranger. Thank you.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Fred Flowerday, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. (laughs) 